What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 92.1, and we're continuing our playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And Anthony. Hello. It's recording this time, so yay. Perfect. We didn't get too far in, at least. We were just doing the intros. I said, wait a minute. Let's back this thing up a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, I felt like I did a lot in this game, but according to the fact that we're going by, I have done absolutely nothing in this game. I felt like I did a lot in this game, and I did a shit ton. Oh, well. Good for you, Matt. <laughs> I, could, I can't stop playing this game. Uh, I adore it. I've been waiting until today. I can't wait to talk about it. I expected you would not feel the same. I, you know, I don't, I don't dislike this game. I think it's fine. Um, I just feel like, you know how like The Witcher 3, it seems like you have tons of side quests. This game doesn't have that many side quests. What it has is tons of collectibles to get. And your map is just strewn through. Like full of just stuff, and it's not particularly a side quest. Yeah, they've got a lot of things that kind of fall somewhere between collectibles and side quests. Like uh, two two of the things I did since the last recording was climb all the tallnecks in order to reveal the whole map, which each one of those is like a mini side quest. And then I did all of the cauldrons, which are like the dungeons of the game. Jeez. So I haven't done any of the tall necks. Um, I did do one cauldron, which is what I really wanted to talk about because I, I'm guessing it's probably the first one that you run into. Yeah, there's only four. Yeah, that one's that games. one's the quest based one. Yeah, that one yeah. was fantastic. So far, that is what that is the coolest thing I've done in this game. There is only one other where I feel that it is on par with that one. Okay. There is one that is literally you just enter, and then there is a boss fight. Um, and then there, which I mean, boss fight in very, very low terms. Um, and then there is one where it is... Similar to the first, I just didn't think it was nearly as interesting or as well paced as the first. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those the most interesting really cool. one looks very different than the one you did. Okay, are you talking and about I, the third one without spoiling it? Uh, the one where you have to get a key to enter it. That one, where there was maybe people surrounding it. Yeah, I thought that one was interesting. I thought the last one was just because the fourth one, just because of what you fight at the end. Um, I wouldn't say it's. I, I don't know. I I liked all four of them. I be, between that and the tall necks, like it was weird to me not to have spent so much time not on main missions and again not side quests and definitely not side quests in the way that The Witcher Three handles them, where each one's like a mini story. These definitely aren't kind of story based side quests but yeah the the i think the well the tall necks 
The tall necks are fascinating. I think the vantage points are super interesting. That's one of the things I wanted to bring up. Those are... So, at first, when I did them, I didn't realize that you have to look in a specific direction to get the full effect. And I just like, alright, it's just an audio recording that's up here. And then I saw it one time, and I was like, oh, these are actually really neat. I don't think I've done a vantage point yet. Um, they're just, like, the eyes on the map when you pay for, the, like, the collectibles map. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And when you stand there, you it plays an audio recording, but if you turn in a specific direction towards the kind of rubble that you're supposed to be looking at, it opens up, like, a tear in reality, almost, where you can see into the past yeah. and what it mm. used to look like. So, And it's like, oh, shit, that's really awesome. Yeah, those are really cool. I did two of those, and I was actually going to bring that up because I figured they were going to leave a lot of mystery in this game. Um, you, you, Drew, you say that? There's still a bit of mystery, but I will tell you right now where I got to, like, the, the, um, is it Maker's End where you have to uh, climb the tower? Yep. Okay. Maker's End, Drew? Uh-huh. That's the one you're going to want to do first of the two-story missions. Okay. Yep. And, and that almost feels like the end of the game. Like, you... It... it, it Story beat wise, yeah, yeah. If you feel like you're looking for the answer to this game, it kind of feels like the end of the game, and it's what it's not even halfway into the game. Yeah, or about halfway. Am I close to that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Once you get into um, once Meridian. you get into Meridian, this they branch the two um story missions. Um, one where you go to Erend, and one where you. Uh, after, after confronting the guy with the other, um... Focus. Focus. It brings you to Maker's End. Gotcha. But, what I was talking about was, I I figured that they would leave some mystery as to, basically, where you are. Because to the, to the longest time, I was thinking, where are you? Like, where is this? Is it a fantasy world completely devoid of that type of history? Yeah, but... I mean, I did one of those, those like, uh, what were they called again? The vantage points? Yes. And I, originally what I thought that was... Or something was, like that, yeah. yeah. I thought vantage points, because I saw it on the map, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go do that, because I thought it, what it was going to do is reveal part of the map, kind of like how the the towers are in Assassin's Creed or something like that. Yeah, and that's what the tall necks do in this game. Okay. See, I, did, I haven't done a tall neck, so I didn't know. Um, but I went up there to that vantage point, and... You turn to this structure that's all obviously rubble, and it's straight up Mile High Stadium in Denver. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh. Well, they don't call it Mile High because I don't think they have the rights to it, but it's yep. it's the Denver Stadium, like where the Broncos play. And I was like, oh. So this takes place in Colorado. And I was like, okay, well, I figured they would leave that as kind of like a, a bigger mystery as to like, you know, uh, later on in the game, they'd be like, well, we're in this, this, this world is actually what the people used to call Colorado or something like that, you know? And yeah. I was just like, okay. Uh, so, you know, and there's reveal. They don't even, even when you find out more, they never go, and this is what the old people used to call blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. what? They, the only time that they kind of do it is where one of the characters says something, and he goes, ah, it's an old old term for this. And I was like, 
it, it was so off the cuff, and it was just like, oh yeah, I guess they would have gotten rid of the language, but because of how that character speaks in general, it flowed well. But they don't do that, surprisingly. Uh, none of that, like, the old people used to call this blah, and you're like, oh. Yeah, the metal world. Like, this um, is, yeah. this used a... to be called a watch. <laughs> Man, I wish you had made it to uh, Maker's End only because of, like, the plot points there is stuff I want to talk about. I'm, yeah, I'm that's... Sorry. Because, again, knowing knowing how what I know about this game, like, the ending, I'm like, oh, this is starting to, like... It, it's almost like I've been having, like, a Mad Lib page, and they're filling in all the gaps so it makes perfect sense. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. That's how we're gonna get there. Okay. Um, there's just some really neat stuff, um, gameplay wise too. Um, trying to think of stuff that. So you haven't done any tall necks. No. Those are fascinating because unlike, yep. and I remember people talking about it at the time, but like, they're a living creature, and they're van- like they're the the vantage points from Assassin's Creed. Right. So it takes a path, and you have to kind of figure out, although the game kind of helps you figure it out, but like you have to figure out how to get on it. Because you can't just run up to its legs and scurry up. Yeah, and there's only the five different ones, and each one has kind of a surrounding situation you need to navigate to both yeah. you know, fight your way. You need to figure out where you need to go, and then you need to fight your way there. And I just I had a couple of fantastic experiences. I think it's the second to like the last two I thought were great, but there's one of them that's kind of in the desert, and I'm surrounded by, you know, six or eight enemies that I in no way have the means or the time to take down. And this is me at level 41. I just hit 30. <laughs> uh and and basically it, it was totally different than the other ones because I was I was basically hiding under rocks and then when they would come around the side I would maybe try and knock them over, I would run around and I was just trying to stay alive long enough to make this mad dash up Pride Rock and like launch. Yeah, myself I was gonna off say I know exactly which one you're talking about because they they you end up having to take like at least one machine out and but once that machine's out, like everything starts to go yeah. What's happening over there? And you're like, oh, fucking hell. And it was just so frenetic, because I'm like, I don't know. Like, like this stupid tall neck is walking so slow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to skirt them long enough to make my, my run up the rock and get onto the tall neck. Because once you do, you're pretty much safe. But, I mean, that was that was rather thrilling, I would say. Um, What machines... Or your favorite, like seeing how we can't really talk too much about story. Um, what machines have been your favorite? Uh, I do. What and machines do you hate the most? <laughs> I, I definitely like and dislike the snap jaws. Uh, see, I I I find them the easiest thing to fight. I had to fight them without arrows once. I was in the in a cauldron and had no ridgewood left. Uh, so I had to I had to uh, tie that thing down and then beat it with my staff, and uh, 
it was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you can kind of cheese those guys. Um, <clears throat> so the thing that opened up to me, because I've just been using the standard bow, I finally oh, decided. Yeah, get the precision one or whatever it's called. Yeah, the longbow. Yes. I got the longbow. I also got the slinger. The slinger is a godsend because it shoots elemental stuff. And obviously there's certain certain monsters, I call them monsters, but certain uh, machines that are weak to certain elements. Um, and when you hit them with that element, it stuns them for a good probably 15 seconds. And you mm. just go up and wail on them. And uh, the, um, is it, was it called the Slapjaw? Snapjaw. 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 The Snapjaw is... Uh, Weak to electricity, so I shot a and couple. And fire, of, is it fire as well? So fire, the the things on its neck, if you hit it with fire, they explode. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, if you stun them with the slinger, they will sit there electrocuted and not moving. But when that when that status effect is up, it then explodes. Mm. It doesn't do. I mean, it does major damage. It doesn't kill them, but it does major damage. Um, so I like the slinger. I've been enjoying the like that is like made so much. It's given me so many more options to use. So I, I was just like, I love that thing. I have not bought the tie down. Uh, yeah, the rope caster. The rope caster. I have. Oh, got that. the rope caster kicks ass. I I want the stronger version of it, the shadow version of it, but yeah. yeah. The um that like during boss fights, you just keep crafting that and you just keep tying them down by like strafing around them. Uh as long as you only have one enemy, <clears throat> that becomes much easier to do. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm level 17 right now and I already have purple armor. Oh, so you, that's where you've put your... I i don't. I'm still on blue, I think. Okay, yeah. I, I purchased purple armor. I, like, they have no, like, level limits to this stuff, so... I was just yeah, like, if you can afford it. it, you can wear it. Yeah, so that's, that's what I did. I just... I bought some of the best armor <laughs> that's available to me. And I, I don't have any purple weapons, but I have all blue weapons now. But, um, yeah, I mean, crap, man. I thought I made a lot of progress. You know, I, I so the last thing we did was we became a seeker and like a specter, basically. Yeah. And went, we like the, the mission I have or the mission that's been pointing me in that direction is go to Meridian. Yep. And there's multiple things I did in between there. Like, obviously, I, I, I went to um, the it, right at the gates where you leave the Mother's Reach or whatever. Um, there's the, the gatekeeper there saying, hey, my mom, the chief, the war chief is missing. I did that whole thing with her, which where was... Where she's up overlooking the valley. Yeah, overlooking the valley, guys. And yeah. uh, killed all them. Did that mission, then went to another city that was really high up, like on on a mountaintop. 
Um, I did a few side quests there, but not many. Um, but I kept traveling and I made it to the sun city. Like it, it, it was a city. No, this you're talking the gates. That's the gates where you went. The sun city is Meridian. Okay, so this this was high up in the mountains. Like that is, and you're and you are uh, you have to talk to like the guard when you show up there. Yeah, I have to talk to like the head yeah. guy. Yeah, that's 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 actually just a gate. Okay, and he he tells me to like he gives me a side mission to go help one of his guys that are missing and I go to that island and I help him. He's wounded. He wants his weapon back and that's where I have to kill the alligator guy. Yeah. I did that and then I said, okay, well, let me see if I can at least make it to Meridian for this recording. I did this like a couple hours ago. So I booked it. I didn't, the only other thing I did, I did a side quest where I met this dude who enjoys killing humans, but he only kills bad people. And he wanted me to go help clear out a bandit camp. He's great. Yeah. What's his name? I don't Neil. remember, but he shows up quite. A, yeah, he Neil. shows up quite a bit. Yeah, Mill. So I, I helped him, did that, and then just booked it. All of a sudden, I'm in a desert, and the, to which I was thinking, are there deserts in Colorado? Well, I mean, not now. There isn't. Not like not like that. Technically you will have deserts on, like, technically, like, a cold tundra is a desert, too. Well, what I'm... Well, but I, I'm, I, but I know like what you're I'm, talking about, but it's because you're in a mountain. You, like, a mountain, you always almost have a desert. It's just not that, Yeah, I don't think. I was about to say, I saw cactuses. See here. Yeah, I mean, this is a thousand years in the future. Yes, Colorado has a massive desert. Colorado desert. Okay. I've never been to Colorado, <laughs> so I don't know that. It's, uh... That's the desert, all right. Yep. Look at the pictures. Do they have? Do they have a rainforest right after a desert? Because <laughs> that's what I ran into next. <laughs> Hold on. No, they have mostly the pine trees, not uh, deciduous forest. Okay. Did you, on your trek through the desert, see a Thunderjaw? I did, and I said, I am not even going to let that thing look at me. Yep. I, that That's one of the things that I think this game does really well, is show you things that you have no business interacting with. And you don't need to, but if you are feeling plucky, you can run in his direction and fight him. I don't know if I've fought a Thunderjaw yet. I might have avoided those and just not come back. I've fought both of the bird creatures. Yeah, you're not meant to fight the Thunderjaw. I just love that they have him up on the ridge looking down at you as you're just running, and you're like, oh, God, oh, God, don't don't come closer. Yeah. Well, no, uh, oh, no, I have fought a Thunderjaw for sure. Duh. Um, I've definitely fought a Thunderjaw, because, surprise, it's in one of the cauldrons. Yeah. Um, Another, another. I thought that was a pretty exciting fight. Yeah, no, he is neat. I, I like him. Um, I don't like the birds at all. Yeah, I don't love the birds. Um, I have fought a Deathbringer. God, wait, you see that? Yeah. One. Um, <laughs> I fought a Rockbreaker for the first time. I don't even think uh, I fought him ever on my first playthrough. 
I've not seen a fire claw either. Oh no, that's Frozen Wilds. That's why. Duh. I'm looking at the types. Stormbird, Stormbirds, and Glint Hawks can fuck themselves. Are they like giant birds? They're giant birds. Yeah. Uh, the Glint Hawk is much smaller than the Stormbirds, but um, fucking both of them pain in the ass. <laughs> the, the problem with Glint Hawks is generally you have to fight like three of them. And um, shoot. Yeah. yeah, so you really have to get off the shot to their chest, like, immediately. And if they take a f- big enough fall, they'll die instantly. But it's, if they're too close to the ground, they don't. Um, Do they lay on the, ground on the cauldrons? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they lay down on the ground for a little while. You can hit them, or you can override them. Okay. So you can ride um, them? No, you can't ride them. I think there's only... There are a couple you can ride. I know you can ride the striders. Yeah. I I was kind of irritated that you don't get to ride as many machines. Not that I'm looking to ride machines, but like I I'm not I don't sure which other ones you can. I have not yeah, rode a machine case. since they showed me how to. Because I say I don't think you get to ride um, the grazers, which are like the most common machine. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really ride them in this game, but that's because I love the. Fast. Well, I don't love the fast travel. It's just fast travel, and it, that load screen actually is a bit longer than I would like. Holy crap! The initial load for this game is god awful. You can. Um, oh right, you can ride Striders, Broadheads, which I have ridden one of those, and Chargers. You can ride oh, Watchers yeah. too, right? Nope. No, no. I think no, you they'll. Those. Nope, just... they will fight for you. And they're great because they like only fight long range if they fight for you. They just shoot stuff out of their eyes. Will they tank? Oh, they will make it clear that they are the thing everything should focus on. Okay, good. That's nice. Yeah, the, the sawtooth is definitely aggressive. You know, they're aggressive when you fight them, but when you overrun or override a sawtooth, they they run in and, and start attacking. It's pretty great, actually. Hmm. I'm just gonna say it now. The worst machine to fight is the stalker. I hate them. What's the stalker look like? So the stalker kind of looks... I'm going to say it kind of looks cat-like. It's like a yeah, there's a few that do. That's a, yeah, that's a vague description. Because it really kind of doesn't look like anything. Yeah. Um, it has a very long tail, and it cloaks itself. Oh, good. And you can't, you can't tag them at all. Because they're cloaked. So even if you know where they are... Even if you get them uncloaked, they they you only have like split second to see them using the vis- the um the focus. Um, so what you end up doing? So th- the gun that I found myself using the most, and I have to look up the type of it again. I apologize. Um, the rattler. Mm. Um. The rattler that shoots five projectiles per shot, I use that, and I have the shadow rattler, so it can shoot electricity shots. No, oh, nice. And the the it also shoots freezing shots, and it they do a it does a ton of tear damage. So I I love that. That's personally my favorite. Oh. I don't think I've used one of those either. Oh yeah, the rattler is basically like a machine gun. 
Oh, yeah, semi-automatic machine gun. It tears through uh, humans as well. It, it, it almost feels like a gun that you should be picking up. Um, like the power weapons? Yeah, bosses, almost. Basically. It feels a, a bit like that, the way that thing works, although it doesn't do nearly the same amount of damage. But it's just, yeah, those are um, th- those are my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite weapon. So I use the bow, the uh, Shadow Karja bow to shoot the high damage arrows as well as the um, high impact arrows that will blow pieces off with like the small force explosion and then I uh, hit him with the rattler I thought it was quite the missed opportunity I was fighting that thunderjaw and knocked off one of its like high damage weapons but then I didn't realize I had done it until after it was dead and then I saw that I could have picked up its disc launcher yeah, yeah, I noticed that today. I didn't even know that was a thing I could do until I had to fight um two of the bigger sort of cat robots. Um, I can't remember Was what they're the, called. The Scrapper? Or the Ravager? Um, it might be. It's whatever the bigger of the two are. Um, let me see here. Uh, but, but, I, I mean, this is this is consistently the issue. Is I I don't remember the fucking names of. Uh, I don't think it was a sawtooth, so... Yeah, I think they were Ravagers. Yeah, Yeah. it has the energy cannon, so it's a Ravager. I was going to say, it's not a a sawtooth. I don't think I've ran into a Ravager yet. They are not not fun. Um, (laughs) It really makes the sawtooth fight at the beginning of the game look like a good time. Yeah, Um, I think the the sawtooths are one of my favorites just because they were aggressive and intimidating at the beginning of the game. And now, like, I've progressed to the point where they're not that difficult, and they're one of my favorites to have fight by my side. Yeah. Um, I I think my favorite enemy to fight consistently is the, um... God damn it, what, what did they call it again? Um, I have to look up names, otherwise I'm screwed, because, again, these are I'm shell to like, weapons. Yeah. That's one Just of the ones I've fought they, the least, I think. Yeah, they're so... They 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 change up the way they fight depending on if you knock the cargo off. I, and like that's fascinating to me. Also, that, like, I feel that's the crab thing. Yeah, yeah. I fought so one like, of those in the uh, in the cauldron. Yeah, they they maintain the that it's, also change their attack because they don't spew. Yeah, depending on the element. Yeah. They're... They're my... They're they're my favorite to fight, but they're easy, I find. Yeah. Because I, I know where to aim on them to do the most damage. Which isn't a bad thing. Just... I, I My least favorite uh, thing that I didn't notice was the Red Eye Watchers. Which are just stronger versions of the watchers yeah the, um... I also I love that you don't really fight them but as you're up in the snowy peaks which you I don't know if you've seen them I think you can see them from a distance but you just see the long tentacled arms just kind of frozen there up in the mountains of um like just of the old robots and yeah stuff yeah I, I don't I don't think there's one that you actually fight, but 
uh, they just call I think they're the ones that they call like the metal devils. They're yeah. just like you can tell they're like building sized and that there's all these giant tentacles so they're like leaps like they're like leagues ahead of any of the animals that we fight. There's a that's the thing that's the thing that they talk about um inside uh the building you go into in um mother's heart uh, the no the mission we were talking about earlier no matt the one where you climb the tower yeah maker's yeah, end they have maker's end yeah you uh you you find out more about those in there and like you there's a part drew that you just kind of have to sit through they say something really interesting but like it is in a side room and there's these three panels that you can like interact with and if you oh, yeah. don't it, if you don't listen to them in full it doesn't count it as like a collectible oh boy um there it's just the information one so it's not like it helps you in any way but it's just one of those things like those specifically are super fascinating and it ex- it helps explain things um, later on in that same mission when you get to the top of the tower. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for him then. But dang. I, uh... Yeah, apparently I'm not playing this game properly. I really felt like I did a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you would spend a lot of time with the, the side missions. They're, they're there, it's... I, there's a lot of things it's, you know, I, I don't, I would say historically I don't love open world games. Yeah, Aside you, from, you, you know, when they them. were, yeah, usually when they're fresh, like when they were fresh ages ago on the PS2, I enjoyed them. I generally don't like them. I, you know, I, I get bogged down in the side missions. I think this game does a really good job of clearly identifying what is core, what's not core. Right, they've got all of all of your side missions are grouped when you're on the the quests tab of the menu, um, and it's broken down: main quests, side quests, cauldrons, tall necks. Each one's got its own section, so you kind of know exactly where you stand and which ones to follow. And so that clarity, I really like. And then the fact that the cauldrons and the tall necks are there's not a million of them. There's only four cauldrons, and there's only five tall necks. So it's not like it's going to take me... I'm not going to do the same thing a hundred times. There's right. only four cauldrons. So, And they're a bit more fleshed out. Like it's Again, I don't know what to call it. It's kind of halfway to me between a side mission and a collectible, but I, I like that balance there because there's enough of them that it'll, you know, it'll take up some time and you, you really get to some interesting experiences and fights and there's not so many that it's, you know, it's going to get boring. Right. So b- between the fact that there's a decent variety or a smaller number and the fact that they're clearly labeled and I can kind of switch between them on the fly, that's, you know, that's, those are the two things that I need not to hate open world games. And then also the fast travel works, right? And I love the fact that when I'm out in the darkness, way over my head, like way out in the middle of nowhere, trekking through the unknown, all I need to do is find a campfire. And bam, I can go anywhere in the map, anywhere in the world. You don't even have to I, be I, at a campfire, man. Yeah, but I mean, if, if I'm if I'm out there looking and I want to get back there, I'm not going to 
stop without finding a campfire. Right, right, right. I got you. Right, like it, if I'm if I'm going to make that progress, I want to make sure I chronicle all that progress, and I can get back there. You know, once I've rested up and you know crafted some new weapons, and I I like that. Like I can I can make progress even if I never fight a thing, even so, if yeah. Did you guys did you guys both buy the max use uh, fast travel? Oh yeah. No, I'm not, like, I rarely run out of them. Okay. How much are they, Matt, you know? Uh, that I do not know. Okay. I think that's the first order of business whenever I get to Meridian. Buy that thing. But, um, well, unfortunately, I am out of material to talk about because that's all I did. But that was like five hours or six hours worth of playtime. So maybe one, I, o- one other thing I'm doing is getting all the power cells. I, mean, uh, I, I haven't even ran into one of those. You you can only do them um, after certain missions. So like, there's no point of worrying about them right now, Drew. But uh, I have one, and you get it from the place you start the game in. Yep, the undergrounder. Area. Yeah. And again, there's only five in the game. So I'm not to the point where I can get them yet? No, you no, certainly can. No, no, because no. You can get a few, but you can't get them all. Yeah. But I'm not made aware of them right now. You're not really made aware of them at all. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're kind of hidden. They're really only... It's kind of a side thing because um, Anthony mentioned that armor. Right. You need the five power cells to open the locks to get that armor. Okay, gotcha. and that's something. The first time around, I thought about that armor a lot and wore it never. So uh, now that I've got the tall necks and the cauldrons done, I, I desperately am making that a, a point of this game is to get these five power cells and get that special armor. Gotcha. And I think I've got three of the power you cells. Invincibility so armor. Yeah, short-term invincibility. Hmm. I make those thunder jaws pay. Well, um, we do have two emails. Let me read those off, at least. Uh, first one comes in from Jamie. It says, uh, you mentioned in the podcast that you started with the wrong game this year, and now everything will be compared <laughs> to The Witcher 3. That may be true, but also I think playing Horizon just after proves provides a good contrast. There are things that Horizon does horribly, as you mentioned, like side questing, and one uh, that really stood out uh, was the NPCs. There will be no Dijkstra or Bloody Baron in Horizon. Yep. There are really only two to three decent characters in this game. That said, I think comparing this game to The Witcher is like comparing apples to oranges. Let's compare Horizon to the game it actually is, Far Cry. It really is like playing Far Cry with a new coat of paint. Fancy mecha dino paint. There are towers to open up the map, but they are so much cooler than radio towers. And instead of having a range of rifles and guns to choose from, you get a selection of cool arrows and bows. And not just that, but trip casters and rope casters and mines. Oh my... There are shadows of Far Cry in the Bandit Outpost, too, and in crafting healing mechanics as well. 
Oh, and yellow pegs, ledges, ropes, so you know it's time to climb. And while I think that much of the story uh, and the human combat were all Far Cry, uh, where the game became its own uh, was with the machine combat. There was something really fresh and new with targeting particular parts of the machines to weaken them, and there were a few things more fun than shooting them with a rope caster and anchoring them to the ground. But while Witcher uh, was fun to get completely sucked into the story and down rich side quests, Far Cry is really a one and done. It's great for a completionist because there are a, f a finite amount of objects to find, cauldrons to explore, and machines to hunt, and easy platinum. And I'm not saying that Far Cry never has great characters and a decent story, but it's no Witcher in those respects. A note about the violence. Aloy's character was believable when taking down machines, but when she fights people, it just seems uncharacteristic. I just didn't see her relentlessly murdering people, even bad people. It felt a bit forced at times, like the character had to fit into the Far Cry model, even though she really didn't. I mentioned that my son loved to watch me play, so I just had to make sure to avoid human conflict when he was watching. Okay, a bit on the story stuff you were talking about last week. I guess I can see what you're saying about them patting themselves on the back a bit. To me, it was really just, hey, there's a story here. If you wanted to get really in-depth and listen to all the recordings and read all the logs, but you can, but it really isn't necessary. They kind of set up um, that bit of a mystery. Is this the near future, distant future? How did humanity collapse, and why have they gone back to back so far technologically? Technologically, holy <laughs> crap! I can't say that word. Technologically, thank you. And and those just give you clues, so you can do your sleuthing if you like. But in the end, you don't really need to. Never really felt like it was taking itself too seriously, or maybe I just didn't care. Anyways, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on the game and the DLC specifically. This might have been the first DLC that I could have done without. I was really excited for it, uh, since by then I was tired of playing the same old robots and was interested a bit more in story, but I just found it really hard to play. Visually, the snow and darkness made it almost unplayable in parts, and I got lost constantly. I really didn't enjoy it at all, but the game itself was one of my favorites of that year. Happy hunting, Jamie. Well, thank you for that email. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to get to the frozen wilds. I haven't, you know that that that's a negative perspective. I haven't really heard much positive or negative about it because I've kind of avoided it, having binged the base game, but then never touched the DLC until we get to it on this playthrough. So, looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, next email comes in from Jeremy says horizon colon big old yawn <laughs> so hey guys it sure is great to have you all back to enjoying games again this email is kind of a final thoughts email so if you need to save it no worries horizon was a game i was originally really excited about who wouldn't be just about friggin robot dinosaurs uh, the first few hours were okay i just couldn't shake the feeling that i was bored most of the time i kept pushing through it to get a little more story on the world and why my character mattered i just didn't care at all forced myself to finish the game and i don't think i have forgotten about a game quicker than this one 
I kept hearing so many good things about it, but I felt like everything I was doing was bland and had been done before. I guess this game just wasn't for me. Thank you for the great podcast. Always look forward to every episode, even if I don't write in that much. I'll be all over Dragon's Dogma whenever you jump into that, though. Have a good one. And thank you for that email, Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, uh, definitely can, uh, just back on Jamie's email, I definitely can say, like, yeah, the, 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 like, when you go and do the human murder sprees, yeah, it's far cry as hell. And, and once you have a longbow, if you're good at aiming, <laughs> those become very trivial. Yeah. And to the to the rationale of it, it would make a bit more sense if it was still just tracking down the people who, you know, attacked you during the proving. But this is just any random group of bandits. You slaughter them all. These so people it, are pieces of shit. So <laughs> let me show you genocide as a solution. And don't ask me why. Just trust me that they deserve death. Yeah. I've never, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. Cleared out two bandit camps so far. It revolved around shooting a couple of guys and then stealth killing a couple of them. And then the rest of them are like, hey, who's that? And then I just press R2 a million times until everybody around me is dead. Because for some reason the AI in this game says let's just bum rush them. Yeah, I. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't say the AI is great in it. Um, yeah, I, I well, I like the AI of the monsters. Yeah, I like that they kind of do. They have different patterns. Each one does feel a bit unique, and yeah, it, to me, all, that's they all walk towards you in the same way when you whistle at them. <laughs> the um, uh, like I was talking about the fight with the. Uh, the, the the alligator guy, snap ball. Yeah, there was um like three others in the water. Uh, I cheesed one of them because he got stuck on a rock, and it was hilarious. I wish I would have recorded it because he got stuck <laughs> on a rock, and it wasn't just like he was just kind of walking in midair. It was he was constantly pounding against the rock, and it was going. I was like, oh god, this guy is. Sounds violent. <laughs> I, was, I mean, it was it was very distracting because I was fighting other things at the time, and I finally I finally killed everything. I said, "What the hell is that noise?" And I turned and looked, and this guy is just like kind of banging against this rock constantly, <laughs> seizing. Yeah, and uh, he couldn't he couldn't move. So I just well, I just that actually it. happened to me once in this game. Uh, I won't go into details of the context, but. I was in a in a human camp and I had like rolled out of the way of a uh corruptor and I had rolled into a place that you're not supposed to be in which was essentially a little covered shack where there were like wooden beams in front and then there was all the other sides were like plank board sides and you weren't ever supposed to get in there but I had somehow rolled my way in and I, I spent a good ten minutes just stuck on a board, like stuck in the in the geometry that I couldn't get out. So I, I feel the snap ball's pain. So did you have to reload? No, I, I don't know what happened. I think 
I think I hit myself with a grenade, almost killed myself, but it shook me free eventually. Hmm. I made it to the po- a point in the game where it said, you cannot be here, and it immediately teleported me back to my nearest um, <laughs> my nearest uh, uh, fire. You're uh, not allowed. It, well, it didn't say that, but... So, there was a vantage point. It was kind of on top of a mountain. Not all the way on top of the mountain, just on a ledge of the mountain. It was one where you're looking at, like, this house that's, like, on a... On a on the kind of like at the peak of a mountain, and there's like a waterfall. I don't know if anybody did that one, but uh, I don't know if I specifically did that one. But I also have had the same thing happen to me. Well, I just kept, it's like yeah, you I, go out of bounds, but it's like then why would you draw the map this far? Yeah, yeah. So I climbed the top of the mountain, like just you know Skyrim that crap. And just kept jumping until I finally made it to the top of the mountain. And the thing is, it's like there was flat parts of this mountain to where I could totally just walk around. It wasn't like I was just constantly jumping. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something secret up here. Like, you know, something nice. It feels like a path. Yeah, it feels like something that, that, like, they're hiding something up here. I'm going to get, like, a a trophy for making the richest part of the, you know, the highest part of the mountain. So I climbed almost to the top of it. The game fades to black. And then fades back in, and I'm back at, like, the base of the mountain where the the camp is. And I was like, okay, so I guess I'm not supposed to go there? Why not just put, like, an invisible wall? Yeah, I definitely had an invisible wall at one point where there's no way I she wouldn't be able to jump up onto onto this ledge, onto this arm. And I'm like, oh, this is, I'm just going to walk around on this robot. It's going to be awesome. And it, you know, despite more tries than I should have taken, I, I definitely could not get onto it. Well, but yeah, that's all I got, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I, one more thing on the humans. I, I feel like I I didn't love the human parts, but I almost wanted them. I like that they're there to provide the contrast with the mechanical animals. Right, because the, each time you you find a new enemy, uh, you know, robot enemy, they're they're interesting and in what they do and when they're going to charge and I don't know had they had they filled in all the rest of the fighting that they wanted you to do with more watchers and more corruptors. I I don't know if they would have lost a little bit of their novelty. I think. I mean, maybe they could have come up with some generic smaller robot than a watcher instead of humans, but I don't know. I so I, I don't know. I didn't love them, but I don't have a problem with them and the role that they fill in the game. I understand that. I just, I find them... Plus, you don't need to fight that many of them, to be honest. I mean, you can, and there's some that you have to fight in the stories, but I, I feel like the encounters in the story are a bit better than just the bandit camps anyway. Yeah. So you can easily just skip the rest of the bandit camps. That's true. So Anthony, you 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 you're you're much higher on this game than you were originally. I was higher on it last week than you were, so don't give me that shit. No, yeah, listen to you. <laughs> um, I mean, like it, it. I feel like the problem was last week is that they. How do I put this? 
they kind of do a bad job of just putting you in one type of terrain. Um, you are in mountainous forest area for the whole beginning of this game. And it doesn't really show off its... I don't feel it shows off its visuals really until, you know, the second portion of this game opens up. And, like, I was doing a bandit camp camp for a mission, um, and I was trying to fire an arrow at a guy, and the sun got in my eyes. (laughs) Like, I couldn't see because of the glow of the sun. I was like, that's a very weird detail to be like, oh, that's actually really good that I can't see him even though I've marked him for death already. Um, yeah, there was a couple of times I was rotating and I would get, like, sun sun flares. Yeah, yeah. Lens was, flares, basically. It was that, but I couldn't shoot a shoot a arrow at the guy. But then, like, that same mission, I was like, I don't really want to have to take on all these guys to sneak in the front door. And with a little bit of work, oh, I, I see I can climb up the building if I scurry out onto that ledge. And stuff, and it's like I'm very impressed with how open some of the portions of this game are. Um, I mean, it still funnels you into combat, which I'm like always kind of against if you're going to give players choice, stick with that. But um, I mean, it, they've done something interesting with the combat mechanics, which I think, as much as I agree with the Far Cry statement, I think that's what really puts Far Cry down in the end is that, like, once you have the best sniper rifle, you're not switching to anything else for a lot a lot of that game. Like, you're going to have the good machine gun, and you're going to have the good sniper rifle, and that's it. And I still find myself using um, the more standard bow because it has access to fire, which is not something I have on the Shadow Karja uh, longbow or whatever. So... It's it's interesting having to change up the way I fight different enemies. Um, you know, like I that that's one of the few portions of like Monster Hunter that I understood. So um, it, it has a bit of that, but it's clearly focused on a single player. And I, I think the missions are actually pretty well done. Um, even though, like, you know, yeah, they're not Witcher-level side missions. I, I do think it's interesting that, like, one of them is me investigating why this girl is missing, and then I slowly put together the pieces of the story, and it's not what it seems. And, like, yes, could it have been, like, could have it could have been done better, but it's still done well enough where I'm, like, this is fine. Like, this is better than what I get in a lot of other games of this ilk. You know? Yeah, that's, that, that's what I was going to say about those missions. There's really the two main character side missions that I don't, I don't, I kind of was going to save them for next week, but I, I feel like they do them well enough to where it's a positive, but it's, it, even if it lacks the level of depth that Witcher 3 would have. Well, I mean, like, there's a couple. Like, that one is, I wouldn't consider one of the main... Um, that I'm talking about the one where you talk to a father who's, like, standing on a bridge um, over top of, like, a small river. And then you 
follow where his daughter has been from the garden, and then you find out, oh, she got on a boat. And, like, Aloy, like, says, like, uh, looks like that's a long swim to the island. So you swim out to the island. And then you're like, oh, shit, there's a snap jaw here. Take that out. And you, like, there's the daughter. And you're like, she's like, oh, no, it was just me. And you're like, uh-huh. And so Aloy walks around and you investigate further. And it's like, no, clearly there's two, there, there's another person that's supposed to be here because there's two beds. There's two, like, Gla- uh, two like dr- cups or whatever that they're drinking out of, and it's like, who who else is supposed to be here? And then you go, it goes a little bit further. Like I never feel like I'm, for the most part, I don't feel like I'm ever being strung along to uh make a game like make a mission longer. Like it does feel like the next logical step to an event. Um, so th- th- there are some neat stuff, but like. I have not taken part in any of the hunting grounds. I just don't have an interest in score attacks. Yeah, I haven't either, actually. So it, it, it's there, there's moments where I'm like, this is really good, and then there's other moments where I'm like, this is actually, I don't have any interest in a, a, taking part in this. So I, I'm impressed by this game. It's one of those things where I kind of wish I hadn't slept on it the way I did, but I'm fixing that now, so... Yes, if you, I guess I'm higher on it this week. Especially, you know what? Honestly, the the part that sold me the most was the, um, the cauldron that I was hinting at earlier, uh, Drew. When you do that one, you, I think you'll be really impressed. And then I just did, kind of before the podcast, the um, uh, the mission where you kind of find out what's happening in the world and uh, of of uh, Horizon and. That was also something that made me feel definitely better in this game. Um, I mean, both of the main quests right now, kind of where we're at, are super interest, or where I'm at is super interesting. So I, I feel like they're weaving a pretty good narrative, even if the um, execution isn't the best in terms of like storytelling. Yeah, I'm definitely higher on it than I was. I mean, like, they're not hitting you with those emotional moments you love, Drew. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I was like, once the combat opened up to me when I started buying better equipment, like that slinger, like really, I was like, okay, I can, I can get down with this. This is this is a fine weapon that I like to use. So yeah, I need to pick up the uh, the rope caster, start tying down monsters. Yeah, that and the trip caster. I, there's not a lot of games where. Kind of to the point that, that you made, Anthony. There's not a lot of games that, where I'll actually use weapons because they're more fun than other weapons. I'm usually like, oh, if I've got a really good machine gun, that's what I'm going to use. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of like between the variety of weapons and modifications to the weapons, coupled with the variety in ways that you need to approach the different enemies. Yeah, I just, I find the, in the way that I can slow down time when I'm launching the arrows out of the whole thing just it feels really good and I think there's quite a lot of variety in it I still really dislike the skill tree I just like there, there's yeah there's there's one there's like one ability that I that I really want to get but I have to mm. buy three crappy abilities that I don't give a crap about yeah and I'm just like that's yeah they don't they don't isn't that true of most skill trees though I mean I don't know 
I mean, bad ones, yes. Um, <laughs> Witcher but, 3, I liked it, skill tree. Well, again, they're not, it's not a tree. Like, I don't yeah. feel like there's any, like, sometimes there's, like, a logical progression through the skill tree, the skill lines in this game. And other times I'm like, well, why, why am I doing this one before that one? Like, um, God, let me just pull it up here. Um, it, there, there, there is ones where I'm like, okay, so that power is going to be underneath that like by the time i have uh, fucking of course um so like you get silent strike makes sense strike from above makes sense strike from below makes sense leader strike okay like i'm gonna be honest with you the the strike from below can just go away i have not had any opportunity where i'm below a human enemy you know where I'm like, oh, perfect. Everything yeah, I, is. I think I've used it once or twice. That's it. Well, why would I? Why would I climb up if I you're, if like I have a bow that I can one shot the enemy with from a distance and not be seen? Um, but then you have ones like this one, like the hunter reflexes, where it's always around time. And then you have balanced aim, which is um, balancing on the ropes to shoot. Sure, Jesus. not. See, I actually like that one, uh, but it, but only because of when you're hunting monsters, you can, I, I can run on the... Like, there's certain areas in that game that it works in, when you're out in the wild, where they have those ropes for some fucking reason just in the sky, and you're like, okay, well, I can just run around on this and fire shots. Um, but you're, you're right, like, it doesn't make sense in the progression of this skill chain. Like, I don't know why I'd need Hunter Reflexes to have balanced aim. Like, I would have switched balance aim for one like strike from below and then just redone that skill tree because after that you have strong strike and strong strike plus which are melee attacks like i don't understand and and they they only change the strike attacks not so like silent strike strike from above strike from below and leader strike they only add to those they don't add to just basic melee attacks so it's like i, I just it, there's some weird ones where I'm like, I don't get why that one specifically is below. Um, there's one where I want a, is it not? It's not Scavenger Plus. What is it? Um, Tinker. Disarm traps. I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't used a single fucking trap in this game. I have not either. I have because it, it also applies to the tripcast trip wires. Yeah, but again, I wouldn't have put that in the same one. Even if it's with Tinker, not after Healer and uh, yeah. Herbalist. Like, it, it just, it, it's very odd, and it's because they decided that they wanted straight lines rather than a tree that kind of intersects with each other. It, it, it's, just the, it's just a weird thing where I'm like, I really wish I could just pay for the skills when I had the... Like, again, lock them out by level, and then allow me to just buy the skills when I have enough skill points. Yeah. That's how I feel. But but it's a small complaint. Like for the most part I do use most of the abilities. There's just like there's a few that I would consider stinkers. Yeah, so. 
But yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Anybody else got anything they want to add? Um, God, what's the guy with the Mohawks name again? I call him Seamus. Errand. Errand. I like that character a lot more. Uh, yeah, he's one I want to talk about. I really want to wait till next week, but yeah. He he ends up being way more fascinating than I thought they were going to give him credit for. Like when I yeah. fir- when you first meet him, and he's just kind of hitting on her. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, oh, I can, it's this guy, it's this character, and they they quickly like I thought it was going to be the we were talking about it today in an email chain. I thought it was going to be the Naughty Dog character. Ah, yeah, he's kind of flirtatious and he's. You know, the adventure explorer type guy, and I'm like, oh no, this is clearly not this character. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see where it goes. Because I'm enjoying it so far. We'll see what happens. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still a lot of game to go. Uh, next week is when you actually dive into the story, so that's I'm curious to hear your take on that. You know, especially starting with uh, Maker's End there. Yeah. So you start getting a lot of the backstory. So you tell me, you're telling me it branches off, I need to do Maker's End first. That is the... You don't have to. Um, you gotta do... Because Maker's End isn't available to you right now. You gotta do the one where instead of meeting with Erend, you go and confront the guy who um, has the focus. Right. That being said, if you do that, and then you can do the errand mission, because I believe they're all kind of in a line, then you do the errand mission, and then you do Maker's End, you could save yourself back and forth trips. Because they all kind of go in one line. But your your main focus is getting Maker's End done. Because that's the portion where you're going to go, oh shit... Yep, and then immediately after that's Grave Horde, and it's just it's big story mission after big story mission. Okay. Well, I'm ready for it then. I need to. I'm, I'm at. I'm at there, like right there at the gates of the place. Uh, so I'll jump into it this coming week. Actually, speaking of that, just quickly, have you collected any full sets, Matt? No, I've got a lot of pieces, no full sets. I have I had two full sets of the mugs. And I was kind of disappointed with what I got. Uh, you get just, the, uh, you get prize boxes or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, those those are useless, especially on New Game Plus. Ah. So, a lot of stuff to just get. Like, oh, yeah, okay. th- those are the real, like, those are the types of things in open world games that I, I mean, if, if the payoff was enough, I would do it, but also there's all the metal flowers in this game. I don't know if you found those at all. It's yeah, the metal me- flowers, yeah, yeah, the metal flowers I have, I'm missing two on the first set. I found two of them. Yeah, I've only got two or three of them. But as soon as I see them, I'm like, uh, if there's a good reward, sure, I'll go look for them. But it's the kind of thing that really turned me off on a game like Assassin's Creed. I'm like, if if a goal of mine is find 27 of something, I'm not that interested. Yeah. 
collect all the feathers. I get, yeah, I mean, I get if I love the game world and it's another reason to come back, like finding more trophies, but as far as actually, like, compelling gameplay, it it just never did it for me, which is, this game kind of has both, so I I don't know if I take it as a positive or negative, but. Eh, the good thing is you don't have to do it, so. Yep. And there's not much payoff as far as I know, so <laughs> I really don't feel like I'm missing anything by not doing it. Get those trophies, man. Uh, I, I plan to platinum this game. Look at you. All right, then. Well, that's going to be it for us. Uh, if you'd like to send an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at DMLFury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. Sorry, I, I I thought I'd made good progress, and I did not. So I'll try to do better this week. But, uh, yeah, until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Anthony. And we're out. You guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with the continuation of Horizon Zero Dawn.